Welcome to Fat Theory Book Club. My name is Amanda Levitt. I'm a PhD candidate from the Department of Sociology at Wayne State University in Detroit, Michigan. And I am really excited as always to introduce all of my guests who are gonna give me their own bio because there are three of them and that's a lot for me to remember. So Linda, do you wanna tell everyone who you are? Sure, so I'm Linda Diane. I am a social media strategist by day, filmmaker slash producer by night. Uh, I have been with Abundant Bodies, I don't know, maybe three, three years, maybe four. I think four, four. years. <laughs> and outside of Abundant Bodies, I also am the co-founder of Diversify Social Media, which is um, an initiative to get more uh, BIPOC folks into the social media industry. So essentially, I'm obsessed with identity and making sure that there is equity um, across intersectionality. So that's Yay. me. Iruna. Do you want to tell everyone about yourself? <laughs> I will try my best. Um, so my name is Aruna. I use uh, they, she pronouns. Um, I am located on the traditional territory of the Hirawanda and the Sagas of New Credit uh, First Nation. Um, it is the home of many indigenous folks um, from time immemorial, um, currently uh, part of Treaty 13. Um, and also the Dish with One Spoon Wampum uh, Covenant territory. Um, I operate and work and live and breathe through those relations. That's very important for me for my organizing, for being a person here, and then also as a parent um, on how we are responsible to the land and the water and the original and indigenous peoples of where we are. Um, my people are from Trinidad, um, so from Trinidad and East Africa and uh, ancestrally from India, somewhere in South Asia. Um, I am the parent to this person that you're hearing, um, <laughs> Surya Amaris, who is a two-year-old. Uh, yes, sorry, here you go. Um, and uh, I do a lot of organizing and stuff in the world. Um, I, a thousand years ago, decided that I wanted to like hang out with other fat folks and uh, created uh, what started off as a lunch, um, I think. I think, I don't even remember, but pretty sure it was a lunch hour um, for fat folks to come and just chill and eat together. And I used our entire funding budget. Of course, this is what happens. Um, uh, to feed fat folks to come together and hang out. Um, and that was kind of what birthed um, Abundant Bodies. Um, and then it just exploded from there, which is kind of amazing. So I'll talk a little bit about that in a bit. bit. Um, I practice law. I teach classes for LGBTQ people who are trying to get pregnant or have babies in their lives. I do a lot of random things. Um, but yeah, I, I love my people and I love my community and I love abundant bodies and all of you. So thank you for having me. We love you just as much. Um, and we can't wait for the next time that we're in person and you can come and we can all get food together because that's really all it's about. It's a ploy to eat with people. Um, most things are just ploys to hang out and eat with people, at least in my life. Tyra, your turn. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Um, yeah, uh, Katyra Epps, I can call me Tyra. Uh, by day, I am a, I work as a public health coordinator um, here in New Orleans, uh, Louisiana. Um, 
I also do, um, I'm also on the board of Lift Louisiana, which is a reproductive rights uh, organization here um, in the state of Louisiana, focuses on like a lot of legislation and um, around abortion uh, laws, as well as other things too. Um, yeah, I'm originally from Detroit where Allied Media Conference is uh, held. And I got on board with abundant bodies and like this kind of pre-network gathering and uh, track of life at like at the at the lunch. And so hi. <laughs> um and then been there ever since. Uh, I've known Amanda since, geez. 2010? No, because it was, I, I think it was like 2011, 2012. Yeah, yeah, 20, 2011. So it was maybe. right after I graduated. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I was like, I want to do something in Detroit. And I found I Love Your, love your Body Detroit. And then, you know, the rest is history. Um, and I've been in some way or form connected to like fat organizing and all that. So that was long-winded, sorry. (laughs) Absolutely was not long-winded. I, one thing that I was thinking about when I decided that I wanted to have this, you know, all of us come talk about abundant bodies. Also really just thinking about how I met all of you, which is like in very different ways. Um, Tyra, obviously I was running a a nonprofit with like a shoestring budget. I think one year I spent like 500 bucks and like, that was it. Um, because you know, I was, we were babies, um, and didn't necessarily know. And I, I am, I absolutely love that. Like we are still friends and like we do organizing together. Cause that has been great, you know, cause there's obviously been lots of other people that come in and out of our lives, but like, it's great that to have you know, a solid group of organizers that, that, you know, doesn't drain you. You don't feel like you're doing too much work. You don't feel like some people are slacking, you know, uh, cause at the end of the day, like organizing is work and it's labor. And like, you know, we want, we want it to be a place that is, um, takes as much care of us as individuals, as, you know, as the people that are part of, you know, the, the reason that we're doing the organizing, um, Linda, we met on Twitter. Linda, we met on um, met at Abundant Bodies for the first time in person when you were presenting. Um, that was my first year organizing, and that was when I organized with Aruna. Um, but like Aruna, like I met you at um, on the steps of Old Main on Wayne State's campus, and you had organized like a lunch just outside, and you were just so concerned to make sure that everyone got enough food. And I was just like. I love this person. Like, cause that is literally just like the, the joy of that. And, and also the, the joy of like, you know, we, we bonded over, uh, our dogs cause we both had pits at that point. Uh, Linda got a, a pit after meeting my dog. And then now, um, Tyra's on that train of having a pit mix as well. So like, we clearly are always oh, not a pit. No, nothing like I've said it as like offended. It's just he's a boxer Sharpay, um, oh. which oh, so sorry. I think it's just a fun <laughs> combination. People think he's uh either like a pit, like pit mix, or like he's a bloodhound. 
Yeah. Um, or yeah, or back to home. Um, but nah, like he's your son. Yeah. That's all that matters. Yes. Love of my life. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, I feel like we this has just like been, you know, for me, like such a I mean, you know, Iruna, I know like the 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 dinner that we had for all of the organizers afterwards, like, you know, we talked about what a good organizing experience it was. And, and to this day, like this has been like the best organizing experience that I've had in general, you know, I did union organizing for the last three years. And while that was, you know, it was a really interesting and like fulfilling experience. It was like kind of a shit show in a lot of ways. And so I think the, the joy of like being able to, to find folks that are like loving and caring and, and want the best for everyone and want to like make sure that we're taking care of each other while doing this mission is like so, so lovely. Um, so I just wanted to say that off, off the, you know, at the beginning of this, I like being mushy, which is why, you know, I chose bell hooks all about love to talk about this week, because I think it, is just, uh, for me, it really is like the epitome of like what I, what I value as an individual, but also like why I think community building is so important. Um, you know, I've, I, I don't feel like I was, I've talked shit about it, but I feel like, uh, you know, I've made some, I've commented about, you know, how there's this emphasis on people being, um, you know, having a brand and building, you know, their social media empire, which like, I joke with you, Linda, about that all the time, because you're a social media strategist. But I also think that like, this type of work doesn't require having a brand, it doesn't require having capital, really, I mean, it doesn't require, um, you know, needing to be in the public eye in a way that a lot of like social media influencer work does, which is, you know, again, another valid way to do it but this is like you know the place where I feel like is a good home to be and also where I hope that like other people find uh, a good home because it's it is it's so important and you know this makes my heart happy every time it happens Um, hopefully we can interject but I think it's a good connection to the book right because I feel like what I got out of the book is that you have to when you love someone you love them without prejudice, right? And there's like this idea of you also have to love yourself through, I think self-care is very minimizing, but like you have to love yourself with as much fervor, I think, as other people. And I think in our organizing specifically, we think about that and we process our organizing that way because we're not only trying to help other people, but I think we do make an opportunity to love ourselves through our organizing. Like even the fact that we create extracurricular things to bring that little self-care aspect to our community and to ourselves at the end of the day also really helps to build the love that we have within our community. I think uh, Bill Hooks like leads this, I think prefaces the book with the story of how um, she was getting through a breakup and it was very drowning, very heavy on her and um, was really holding on to the past and like the love she experienced then um, not really being present. Uh, I think that's organizing brings us to the present Mm -hmm. um, and really making what 
love the verb and action um, of actually caring about each other and ourselves. Um, Cause she, de she defines it as um, nurturing growth, spiritual growth, not only in yourself, but in others. Um, and I think that's, that's really kind of the purpose of organizing is, is trying to promote that growth when it, in ourselves and in our communities. Yeah, that's perfect. Aruna? Yeah, and I think that she, like she tells us that like love can't flourish in isolation, right? Like that's like a direct quote from the book, I think. And like that to me, I think is what, what like fat community is really good at. Like we, we know not, we know that we're isolated from so many different spaces. We, we find each other, like we, we do really well at creating community with each other. And I think that like, like love is about flourishing and, and is it's, it's about flourishing with each other and also with the, within community. And I feel like community care is such a huge central piece of that book, um, around how to, around how to remember that, like, we can't do this work in isolation. And I think that's what, that's honestly, I think what organizing gets wrong in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. right? Is that organizing spaces require individuals to be really good at stuff and then individuals move things forward as opposed to thinking about how we can across the board make sure that everybody has what they need, right? Um, I can feel like we're just replicating capitalism so many times when it comes to organizing spaces, so it doesn't really matter, which is why I don't do it anymore. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, I think that the, for me, that's what I think about embodies really in, like embodies um it really embodies that we're like creating community we're interested in 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 that deep connection with each other right that that's the only way that we can truly learn how to like I feel like some of the biggest like self-love and I actually really fucking hate self-love stuff but um but the whole self-love stuff really came from like witnessing people like unabashedly and like unapologetically like figuring out how to just love themselves even when things or hard and I don't ever advocate for people to like oh you just love yourself and love everything that you're about it's more about like I'm gonna love myself through this really fucked up hard feeling that I have that I actually really don't like myself right now you know like those are the things that we have to and we do that in connection with each other right um I feel like when I've been able to move through really hard feelings about my body has been when I talk about them with other people not like when I'm like talking to myself in the mirror that's really doesn't actually work very much for me. I don't know about <laughs> other people, but um, yeah, like I think that there's there's something to be said about what is possible when we are like in love with each other um, in these bigger ways, you know? Um, and in love meaning actually like the action of being in that with each other. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. And I, I feel like Bell Hooks gave us that so long ago and she's like, did you guys read my book? Because you did probably <laughs> all be okay right now. <laughs> Yes. If everyone just read this book, they would uh, maybe rethink the way that they, you know, interact with people. Um, you know, I also think of, you know, community as a, you know, a physical space, you know, obviously you can be in community with people and you don't have to be, it's not necessarily a physical space, but it is like an intentional act to be with other people. And, um, and when that happens, you know, she talks about how, self-love is for, for you or others to like nurture yourself and, and to, you know, promote growth. And I think for me, Abundant Bodies has always been a very nurturing place to be because it was, 
you know, particularly like I started helping organize first year was when I was in my master's program and it was terrible. And, but going to abundant bodies in the summer was like how I was able to not only like show, do emotional labor and like caregiving in that space, but also that like fulfilled my heart and like gave me the drive to continue on to keep doing that work. Cause like so many people, um, regardless of whether you're an organizer, it's your first time in a fat space that, you know, it is, most of us are, are coming from places where we have dealt with abuse, whether bad phobia or racism or, you know, all of the other ways that we can be, you know, shut down. I mean, it, bell hooks talks about physical and emotional abuse, which like, that's absolutely like my backstory as well. And, and like being able to find, find a places where people just accept you as who you are, um, and without question, um, you know, but while also challenging you to like, you know, give up on your privilege a bit, um, you know, is, is like revolutionary for me, but also just like part of that, that love of community and like of myself and like what that, what I want that to look like. Not to bring the drama, but I feel like abundant (laughs) bodies is a little different than what you see publicly across, um, I'd say very polished fat spaces, like in a way you see fat spaces in which it's either one or two people like very, how do I say this without us, without me particularly getting canceled. There's like one (laughs) or two people like very, like putting on a very, a, a facade right? Of like being fat is X, Y, and Z. And that's the only perspective you get. You only see this. It's very whitewashed. It's very, yeah, just pruned and polished. And I feel like the great thing about Abundant Bodies and the reason why I started organizing with y'all is because there's just so much catharsis, I think, that happens through the group and through the this specific organizing. Like I've heard different people's stories. I've heard Um, experiences that aren't like mine and how rare is it to see that like for example online like I don't see that anywhere so I feel like having this space um, is different you know yeah yeah and being in a physical space with people is is amazing as well I want to like add particularly like around place and particularly like physical place is that um, the way we curate our network gatherings, our tracks as well, um, where we like make sure there are chairs that are comfortable um, and that there's food and we make sure it's food that like people like and, and yeah, just like making like space for like all these bodies is an act of like love and care and also res- respect. Um, Cause so much of like the feelings of our isolation as fat folks is that like the world around us is constantly telling us whether out sh- like straight out verbally or in different ways of that like you're not like wanted here um, and you, you, like, you can't be here. So that's why we don't have seats that you can like fit in or things you can do. Um, I think, well, I guess what excites me about organizing and getting this this opportunity to like love, because that's what I like doing that love work is that 
it pours back into me. And so, you know, some of these like other folks who are like, ah, yes, I'm asking for the chair without arms. Um, it's like, oh, well that, that empowers me to do that as well. And they're like, oh, there is often like, you don't have to like suffer in silence, which I think <laughs> a lot of us do, especially as like black and brown people or like as people who identify as women um, that we, and especially physically in like a material sense as a fat person that you don't wanna take up too much space. You don't wanna like give too much of a racket. You wanna be like docile. Um, otherwise uh, you're asking for too much. And really I'm just asking you to see the humanity in me enough to be able to like exist in this space and this time. Yeah, I love that. Yes to all of, yes to all of that. Oh my goodness, yes. And I feel like there's something really like powerful about fat folks organizing for fat folks. And also I really love what you said, Linda, about, I can't remember, yeah, I, it was about like, how I guess like the word for me that comes to mind is like really chill we are like it's how it's not like this super like intense professionalized space that needs to look a particular way I remember when we did the first thing my goal for like for the lunch was to have also to like support like uh like BIPOC caterers like I, I think we had like um it was like an Arab family or something that that just like threw down the food for us and I was I for me that was really important also as like someone like as a BIPOC person or a person of color, it's like very important for me to have to support that. And to also know that fatness looks different in different cultural spaces too. And especially as a Caribbean person, like fat phobia is, is like a very different kind of evil in North America mm -hmm. that, it, that exists very differently in the Caribbean. So I think for me, when I'm organizing fat spaces, that's also kept in mind, right? Is like also it's a process for me of like decolonization, and like decolonizing like my myself and my community around what it means for for me to like to exist in a space, and for me to be able to like say I belong there, you know. Um, but yeah, and then also now as a parent, like thinking about how that fat phobia just really. No, I think the the parenting point as a parent too, it's 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 been nice to process my own I the trauma might be harder, I don't know, like it process my own trauma experience through abundant bodies because then I can I processed it enough to then, you know, help my kid with their lived experience, right? So I think that's kind of the space that we're creating. And it doesn't necessarily just apply to parents. I think we're all kind of processing in communion. And then ensuring that people have the information, the tools, the resources to be able to battle essentially the way colonialism deals with our bodies. Like at the end of the day, that's kind of our end goal. And I think we've been able to elevate it every year and kind of do more, provide more resources um, and just, you know, keep the initial mission that Aruna had and just keep, you know, expanding and spreading, which is great. Yeah. So now, Aruna, do you want to tell us the origin story as you remember it? I know it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking about that. I was like, when, when was it? Um, shh, just give me a second, okay, mama? Um, you can, um, I think it was like 2012, 2013 that, um, sorry, one second. I'm going to answer that in a second. You guys go ahead and say more thoughts because I was going to set her up with some. Mommy. 
drawing. Maybe <laughs> no problem. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say I was really excited. I mean, I had a, attended um, allied media conference in the past and I had presented on um, fat stuff. Um, specifically it was like fat liberation. And then it was a, a fun workshop where people got to learn how to hack shirts. It was with my, my friend, Cicely. Um, I didn't sign up. Cicely signed me up and then told me after, uh, which is a very Cicely, uh, mode of organizing, uh, which is fine. <laughs> She's allowed to do that with me. Um, but you know, I, I think the, what I love about Abundant Bodies existing at Allied Media Conference is that it's such a beautiful place in general. I mean, I know um, there was a activist in Tyra, maybe you remember her name, um, who, I can't remember, but the year after she had passed away, um, you went up on stage uh, for the, the opening ceremony of Allied Media Conference and, and read some like what love means to you. I think that's what what we did. It's, it was so long ago. I don't expect any of us to remember. Um, everything is a blur. Oh. This is what, this is what you learn. I like, um, that like sounds like I, okay. I know I've been on stage at, at <laughs> but, um, like everything else. I'm just like that. I, that sounds like a thing. Yeah. It's okay. Um, I don't expect I don't, I don't you. know. I, I'm, probably smoked too many drugs since then so <laughs> I can't <laughs> it's okay I live in a world where my brain wants to remember everything so this is where this is where I am except for people's names that's like the one thing that it wants to like uh jump out uh Aruna yes oh yes it's that that white privilege is like makes my brain just absorb everything um <laughs> all right go 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 Aruna um, Okay, so I have like two seconds, I think. I think she's really occupied. Um, I'm just literally throwing every pen I have at her just to like hope that she does something with them. Um, so yeah, I was thinking about when we started it. I think it was in 2012. So in Toronto, I'm from Toronto. Or, um, and uh, a bunch of Canadian folks or Canadian, I say that in big quotes because I don't recognize the disgusting colonial state of Canada. But um, would go to the AMC every year. Like the AMC was like our are like amazing spot that everyone, everyone from Toronto who never saw each other in Toronto would go to Detroit and be like, oh my God, I haven't seen you in so long. Like, it was so strange. We all just went every year. And so I, in Toronto, I had been organizing, uh, just trying to do some like fat zine stuff, like try to create some space for like uh, fat BIPOC and try to create some space for like QT BIPOC fat folks in Toronto by creating a, uh, then we went to the, we went to, so anyway, so in 2012, I was like, you know what? I would really love to organize. And I knew, I knew about No Lose. People had talked about the No Lose conference or whatever. I don't know if, know if that's the name. Is that the name? Yes. Okay. So um, people were talking about that. There was like conversations about Toronto people going, um, but we couldn't actually afford it. Like all of us were in like university, had no money. It was like too expensive to travel and all the things. So then I was like, well, we go to the, we go to the AMC anyway. So let's just, why isn't there anything for fat folks there? And so for me, the reason why it started off as a lunch was because I actually, and I'm sure many folks who are fat can, especially, especially black and indigenous and people of color folks can understand this around eating in public 
as a fat person is some next level shit. And it's some bravery that you have to have um, if you are not fully like, okay with yourself. And at that point, I don't know if I really was. Um, and I was trying to really work through those things for myself. And I was like, you know what? It'd be really cool to just like eat with a bunch of folks who I feel comfortable eating with. Like um, I've, I definitely, I didn't have very many fat friends at the time. And I think that was a huge thing for me to like be around fat community was so um, like loving and just like transformational around how to actually be around fat folks. And um, so, yes, yeah, so then I was like, I'm gonna, just gonna organize a lunch and see what happens. Um, and the lunch happened first. And then people were like, we wanna do more of this um, and we need to make this happen in a bigger way. And then I think I talked to some of the AMC folks and they were like, you should start a track because that sounds really awesome. And I mean, I can't remember actually, was it a track first or was it two lunches? It was a track. It was a track, yeah. And then we organized the entire track the track was like abundant. <laughs> I keep making all these funny puns. Um, <laughs> they were, it was abundant. It was like lots of different events. We had, um, I think two different lunches during the weekend. Like we just went hard. We used all our money pretty much on food and getting people there. Um, and we also just were like, we just want to um, bring people here. Um, and just be with them. We just want to be with people. Um, and we had so many amazing skill shares and so many amazing workshops. It was like, I feel like for me anyways, that was like the, the, you know, the best years of the AMC was like the first few years of abundant bodies. It was like really, really amazing. Um, and then we, I think I did it for another two years or something. And then I, I needed to call it quits. And, and for me, organizing for me is not about a person. That's why I like most people don't even know that I did this. When I tell my friends here, they're like, what, you did a track at the AMC? And it's like, yeah, I've done a lot of things that nobody knows about because I think it's really important because it's not about one person, right? Like abundance for me is that like, we all do this work all the time. Um, and it's really important for me to not have that weird, like hierarchical base of doing things. So yeah, then Tyra and Amanda you swooped in and uh, did the most amazing stuff ever and took on the track and has, are still organizing it and doing incredible things with it. Um, but for me, it mostly was just like an opportunity and an opening, right? It was an opening for us to, to, have, to also bring conversations around fatness and body autonomy um, across the board at the AMC. So it's not just like we, I didn't want to also silo us to like one track and then all the fat people go to one track and then we're just pushed into a corner and then never seen again. I wanted to like have those conversations and we did, right? Like at the coordinator um, meetings and things like that. And when we had the retreat with the co other coordinators of the tracks, the big question that we would ask people is, you know, how are you incorporating fatness into your politic? How are you incorporating or thinking through the politics of fatness um, and accessibility around fatness and um, and also body autonomy when it comes to having conversations around like trans bodies and sex work and and all these things that we talk about um, that is that needs to be included in the conversation around fatness right and vice versa so fat conversations need to also be having conversations about how to support sex working fat people and you know like all these ways that fatness intersects with everything else um, 
and that was really important for me uh, when we first started the track was was actually like um, having those conversations from the jump and, and from the very beginning. And I, I didn't start it alone. I um, started with um, Assam Ahmed and Jennifer, I forgot her last name, um, but also from Toronto. Um, do you remember her last name, Amanda? It's, I, she's Jennifer D. On, Jen, Jen uh, D, yeah. Yeah, on Facebook, so. Yeah. And so, you know, they were, they were there at the very beginning and also started it with me and then moved on, um, and for different reasons and are still doing really amazing stuff on fatness in their own ways. Um, and I have, yeah, like a lot of love and respect for, for them. Um, and I think it's, it's something to be said about like the power that fat folks have when they come together, it's beautiful as fuck. It's like those gatherings were so beautiful just to even like watch the interactions happening for me that was mm-hmm. like so powerful to see people Mama. who just unabashedly Mama. were like yes My this is what we want out. for me that's kind of in a nutshell I guess um about the, how I started and why I started it um and I'm just love where it's going and how it's going and I can't wait to hear about it from all of you Mama. so thank you for continuing Mama. this amazing work Mama. sorry can you say thank you thank you <laughs> oh that's so cute <laughs> Yeah, I, um, the one thing for me, particularly as the one white coordinator, um, obviously Casey was uh, in with us for one year. Um, Aruna, that was after the year that you uh, organized. And that was the first year that it was, Linda was with us because uh, Linda was a presenter the the last year um, that you helped organize. And you know, for me, as like a white person. I mean, I live in Detroit, which is a predominantly black city. And it, it like, I very quickly in, in the beginning stages of my activism had to really account for the fact that like, I am a white lady in this. Um, and so I was like, so stoked and wanted to, to jump in to help with this because I was happy that it was started by, by POC folks and also for by POC folks. Um, which is, you know, not, not the reality of fat liberation as a whole. Um, you know, I know that first year that, that Aruna, that, uh, you organized with us that, you know, we had some no lose folks that came over and were trying to (laughs) to turn (laughs) abundant bodies into no lose. And they very quickly realized that that was not going to happen. Um, but it, you know, it, uh, yeah, I mean, it just has been such a great place and such a good spot for folks that, you know, and to be able to find community um, for people that, you know, have been pushed out of fat liberation as a whole. Aruna, I see your hand. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to just touch on that really quickly, that that was actually um, a really important piece about the track from the very jump. That was like very, very, very important that it be not just POC centered, but particularly like centered around Black folks and Indigenous folks. Um, That was like very, very important from the very beginning. And also part of why I stepped back, because I think as like a non-Black, non-Indigenous person of color, it's very important for me to center those voices. And, and so that was a really big, important thing that we, like, we, we talked about, like Amanda, you know, I had lots of conversations about that. And I think like me stepping back also is important for like keeping those, that movement going, that, that, that going, especially cause I'm from Canada too. It just, 
also didn't make sense but to have it like to have that that race piece like really worked on and and centered I think is also why it's different right like what you were talking about Linda like that's that's the difference there right like it's from the very beginnings been like like BIPOC based and centered in terms of even who we choose like who we chose for the for that was really important and I think it's I think it's great that we still kind of push for that right so we do a we make sure like no allied media conference you cannot erase the fact that we want you know black indigenous voices specifically super fats like we make very specific call outs of the kind of people and the kind of identities i think that are usually erased um especially in mainstream fat acceptance i think which is most often washed into what's called this body positivity so we're trying to kind of push ourselves away from that um and really center the voices that don't ever get shine and I think again much like what Tyra said it starts with like just having chairs that fit different bodies um all the way up to making sure that we're highlighting those voices in the sessions that we get so I think it's it's part of the DNA of abundant bodies yeah and it also has meant that we've been able to have amazing sessions I mean my favorite was is still Meredith King. She's a um, playwright um, based out of Ohio and like a super fat black person. And like they they did a play that like I don't think anyone wasn't crying at the end of it. Like it was so moving and such a beautiful um, thing to see. Um, but we also, you know, have photo shoots at the end and throw glitter and try to be silly. And, you know, I'm always the person that tries to make sure that I'm doing like the food and, you know, more prep stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a, a lovely, a lovely space. Tyra. Oh, um, you don't have to talk. <laughs> I just, um, you know. Yeah, it's it's interesting, um, especially when you brought up the the no lose, I guess, situation. Is that like LA Media Conference? You know, gets people from all over the country in other countries, um, and I think a lot of people this. I hate using the word, but like it, it feel like it fits like descend on Detroit, like this very like black uh, Midwestern city, um, with these like very coastal city ideas. And not as this isn't like oh those big city folks type of thing, but um, yeah, I think it like it challenged folks to really like rethink how other regions of of the country see fatness and how they organize. Um, Cause like so much I, I think uh, is like, you know, East Coast, New York or California. Um, unfortunately, those, that also comes with like a lot of like whitewashed stories. So like we don't mm-hmm. even get like, you know, Caribbean voices from like New York or, um, Asian and Latinx and indigenous folks from like the West Coast. Um, people who are like big in their in their city and 
kind of have a main character <laughs> syndrome, sort of. Um, yeah. And it's a humbling experience, even like for me, from someone who was born and raised in Detroit, um, mm-hmm. to just just to like learn from these folks who um, have been organizing for years and are just able to like do these kind of skill shares among our peers. Um, I think abundant bodies like help me like see the world clear, um, especially like in organizing spaces where I'm just like, they don't have this, like, like we have it, like a, <laughs> an abundant bodies. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm gonna, again, not trying to bring the drama, but it's an opportunity to call shit out as it is. Uh, but <laughs> um, it's great that you point out the like main character syndrome, because I think organizing within this space has exposed so many people, right? And I'm gonna just give flowers to Kat Pase, who like definitely helped donate some money, you know, and helped us along the way. And in complete contrast, there were people who were like, well, how much are you going to pay me to use my name? Or how much are you going to do this to like, just casually mention me? And it's like, Mm -hmm. I just wish that as a whole, fat organizing or the fat, you know, what's portrayed as like fat liberation were at least a little more like what I see at AMC through Abundant Bodies because it's it's difficult, I think, living mm-hmm. in the world as it is today and only hearing one experience of what fatness is. So I'm just blessed y'all that y'all, that Aruna that you started this and like that we're continuing because it's, I I'm just grateful that we're able to just bring this, you know, into the world and just portray a different idea of fatness that's a lot more accepting, I think, to the general public. Yeah, I just wanted to say, I mean, you know, we can we can keep talking about drama, I don't care. Um, but I think, you know, we, particularly in the first year that I was organizing, I mean, I tried to make it very clear that I would deal with all the white people um, which was, you know, kind of my, my go-to anyways, is like, I am fine dealing with white fragility and like part of me being in community with, with folks of color, you know, is that, you know, I want to like, in showing love, going back to Bell Hook's book is like, I want to shield you all as much as possible so that you can instead invest your time in building community. And, you know, and so in a way, like we, all of us are, are very much gatekeepers, but I think that the the gates that we are are looking for are, are how are we going to protect this community to make sure that it is as freeing for the people that are are you know coming to abundant bodies as possible, while also challenging people with privilege to acknowledge the space that they take up and to think about um, you know who they are. I mean, and that's you know why even when we're in the organizing process, like we'll, we'll talk about stuff, but then I'll be, I'll let y'all decide what, what the final say is, or like, you know, Linda, I know you were really excited about maybe bringing a a well-known YouTuber to AMC, but they were a white person. And, and Tyra was like, uh, shouldn't we give that to someone who isn't white, you know, and that, that is a conversation that should happen. Um, you know, and some of the, the earlier issues that we had with people coming from no lose is because no lose was dealing with, 
you know, having a, a lot of BIPOC folks coming into that space and really finding that racism and white supremacy was deeply rooted into that organization. They're doing a lot of really great work now, and they've done a lot of really great things to, to try to change that, including when they were doing a conference, having a BIPOC day um, that was just for, you know, for people that were Black, Indigenous, and, and people of color. Um, but what that meant was that all of the, the racist white people scattered and thought they could come to Detroit. And no, like that, you know, if you come to the space, you're a guest. Um, I feel like I'm a guest, even though I'm an organizer, you know, I, I am here because y'all allow me to be here. And, you know, and that, that is something that I think is, is so important to this work. Um, and, and important, it's been important to me for like the entire time I've been doing fat organizing. I mean, now we're in this different realm of fat liberation, where we have these amazing books that, that finally talk about the root of fat phobia being racism, you know, and, and talking about black bodies and, and anti-blackness and, you know, and all of this, that is just so, so has been so needed, um, and has really, you know, made it, made it possible, or, you know, is, is just part of that growth of abundant bodies and, and where, you know, I'm hopefully, you know, where fat liberation is going, which is, you know, with black and brown people leading the way. Not to get on my Nicki Minaj, but um, <laughs> I feel like, you know, you, like, you're right. Like when we, when this kind of came in this in, inception, like in 2012, 2013, none of that stuff was around. Like, mm -hmm. you know, people were on WordPress, um, and you know, it was very just like insular. Um, and it seemed like hard to like get into that because it seemed like it was very white and epic and academic. Um, and it was all and because of that, people saw it as on the outside of like what was what we should really be fighting for. They didn't see the ties to racism and ableism and transphobia. Um, and misogyny um, and capitalism. Mm -hmm. they, um, they didn't see those ties and I'm not trying to like toot our horn, but like to, to like we were like a lot of folks who are now like talking at the, for the forefront of like flat liberation were presenters and talked at, at, at abundant bodies or like we know yeah, I like to think that like it was one of the like I think there's so many like drops like of, the, of that's watered where we are now fat liberation um and I like to think that abundant bodies was like one of those drops um to help like to water this 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 movement. Yeah. I mean and also just like the thought of having to go in, you know, I mean, I know that most of these spaces are predominantly white spaces, um, but I also know like in being an academic, like I've point blank had other academics tell me that fat phobia is something that doesn't impact black people, you know? And like, now I just want to mail them Sabrina Strings book or throw it at them really. But 
you know, it's, yeah, I mean, I've had these conversations because we, you know, we think of it as it's just like a, you know, middle-class white woman having an eating disorder. And that's really what fat liberation is. And it's just, you know, because, and part of that is because fat liberation, you know, became, got really eaten up in a lot of ways by white feminism in the nineties and the love your body movement, which like, obviously like I had love your body Detroit, although that was absolutely because I just wanted to talk about fat stuff. And I, I knew that I could lure people in if I was talking about loving your body. Um, but you know, like it is, I mean, the, the history of fat liberation and like where it was and where it is now is so much has so much damage has happened because white feminism has really just talked about it as an individual issue. Um, and fat liberation has talked about it as a, an individual issue. And so I think that it's like, there was this shift that was beginning and, and really did start happening a lot more once abundant bodies, you know, came together and people were able to, to come to it. And, and, you know, we made very clear that our goals, even though our fundraising goals are very low, our goals are to get people to this conference and to, to make sure that we're paying our presenters and that we're, you know, not having uh, a ton of white folks uh, presenting and that we're being very particular about, you know, who gets to present. And, and we know like the power of that and what that means. Yeah. It's shifting at the core, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's shifting it from the core of like, like centering who is presenting, even the fact that like, I know that's always been something like a very big priority is paying people to get there and to be able to participate, um, making sure that they have what they need, right? Like those are just basic tenets of like mm -hmm. making sure people show up and have, and can be part like present, right? Like, I think that's, those are like the fundamentals of like what I think is also missing in the rest the organizing spaces I've seen. Is mm -hmm. like there's an there's an expectation that you should be there and you should make everything happen to be there when really it's like no actually like the people who show up at our sessions the people who present at our sessions like they are offering us something right I think it's also how we we see it is like there's a reciprocal connection happening and that's worthy of being paid that's worthy of your time that's worthy of like whatever funding we can figure out you know um, yeah. I think that's like a really beautiful transformation of how, even just shifting how the core of how we even do things. And you're right, Tyra. Like, I think that it's, it, but Bodies has definitely been like the springboard that a lot of people have jumped off and also like, just like flourished from, you know, in so many ways. Um, it's really beautiful. I really love like everything that it's become and what it, how it's transformed over time. Yeah, I think one thing too that um, that we did change um, from the beginning since you've been there is that we're now a network gathering. Um, and part of that was because, you know, we wanted it to be as accessible as possible and having to schlep around campus is just, uh, it's hard. It's hard for everyone, you know, um, even though Wayne State is like where I go to school, it's a pain in the butt to like get around. And I know how inaccessible Wayne State is um, on the daily, let alone if it's a campus that you've never been at. And so having it a network gathering that's on a Thursday, it also means that people can go off and, and explore AMC and everything else that's part of it. You know, I mean, AMC had the first Black Lives Matter meetup. 
Um, it has a trans women of color network gathering and like network um, in general that does stuff throughout the year. I mean, there's a healing space that you can go to. So if you, you know, need a break from the conference, they, there's a space you can go and like, you know, get some acupuncture or a massage or just like sit and chill. Um, if something bad happens, they have a, you know, a crisis team that will come and try to help out and make sure that you're okay, you know? And so I think like AMC within itself is very intentional. Um, you know, I, I love that, you know, Linda and, and Aruna, you have, you know, abundant babies because one thing that I love about AMC is that they have childcare and they also allow, they have a youth track that allows, you know, young kids to come and like be part of AMC and to explore it. And it's just like, it is like, it's like a socialist utopia in Detroit. And it just like, it's just great. Like it, it's revolutionized the way that I think about organizing and like what I, what my goals are and like how for me, like caregiving is really that part of it. Um, but also, yeah, I mean, it's just, it is just such a great, a great place to be. Part of like having my kid was like thinking about her, like spending, like growing up at the AMC, like literally I was like, she's going to be an AMC baby for like, she's going to just know this. She's going to know like everything about this space. Can you imagine as a young, like a little person, like that be normal for you? Like mm -hmm. it's, it's wild to think about like what is shifting in even a generation, you know, um, just the way that I even talk to her, or, like hang out with her. I'm just like, you, nothing about this is not normal. Like this is your normal like thing that you expect your mom to be talking about fatness and like abolition and whatever else I'm talking about all the time. But it's just like, she's just, it's normal for her. And I was like, the AMC is, well, I mean, if it wasn't for COVID, we would have been going, but unfortunately we can't come this year because she's immunocompromised and I can't travel with her unfortunately this year, but we're online. Yeah, pardon? Yeah, I will definitely check it out online and <laughs> Oh, it's online this year. The whole thing. Yeah, we're virtual. Oh, um, okay. Well, then I will definitely be there. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, they have. AMC has some uh, in-person uh, things, and then uh, that's like Detroit specific, and then everyone else could choose if they want to be in person or virtual. And like, oh, that's amazing. Obviously, like there are so many people that I know in my own network um, that you know have disabilities, and like being able to travel is so hard. So being able to do something virtual is just like, it's so exciting, you know? So huge. And I think that's what the what COVID also did. I mean, AMC was already doing that stuff before COVID because they were mm -hmm. like on top of everything. But it's really great that it's just becoming more accessible to everybody. That's awesome. I will definitely be there then for sure. Yeah. I also um, can't wait until Aruna and Linda, your two uh, daughters meet because that's going to be so cute. Um and I know like Linda, I think, was it the first or second year you organized that you were pregnant? Because, oh man, like that was such a, a moment, like you were doing so much, but then also like Jose, who's not here, but is your partner. And like Jose was basically like our undercover AMC organizer and like absolutely helped and, and was there, has been there the whole time as well. Um, which has been great. Cause like, I've gotten to know both of you really, really well. And, and, you know, we basically like go and eat at a lot of restaurants after like <laughs> and it has the whole week about just dealing with my social media nonsense. So I've definitely explored Detroit, fell in love with Detroit and just try to experience it as much as possible. Again, with that secret goal of just like being fat in public, right? Like, which I think is the magic of 
of abundant bodies. Like the fact that the last year that we were able to meet in person, we took over a spa together. Like there were maybe, I don't know, like 30 or 40 of us maybe yeah. in a spa. And at first people were shocked and that were like, deal with it. And it just was, there was all of us just in a spa together, which was paid for by, you know, um, us to make sure that we have that, again, the self-care love aspect of it. So, yeah. 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 We, we had a pool party at the MGM grand. Um, cause that was like the one place that we could find that wasn't incredibly expensive. They, I called them and I was like, do we have to like, you know, rent a room to have a party? And they were like, they just told me to rent a room. And so then I just made them bring me a ton of silverware for a cake and like, basically just like try to like use the situation to our advantage as much as possible. But yeah, it was great. Um, we did get in trouble for being loud. And so I had to like, go, you know, talk to the security guards about how that's not going to happen. Like you need to leave us alone. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it was great. Like my, my life goal is always to get people in water. Um, Aruna, you may know this, you may not, but like, I am currently working on a business plan to open a spa. Um, and part of it is it's going to be like seamlessly accessible and it's so that we can have an abundant body spa, spa night, you know, like it's just going to be, obviously that's going to be a thing, but I feel like being able to just like be in space with each other and, and exist and not be, you know, worried about how people are going to respond to your body and, and, you know, have it be more about like who you are and like, you know, being able to just enjoy each other is just such a, a gift that I want like everyone to be able to experience. That sounds amazing. I'm so glad that happened for you guys last year or the last time that happened. Um, Tyra, were you there too? Yeah. That was our fifth <laughs> anniversary. Oh, okay. Awesome. I'm so was, glad I, guess, that was I guess it was 2009. No, it was 2018. 2018. Yeah. Okay. Because then they was went five on the list. Yeah. So they, they did, um, yeah, it was five years. They did, uh, yeah. AMC like re reshuffled the way that they're doing things. So now it's every other year. And then they also uh, did not allow us at the last one. And we had to have a very important meeting with them to be like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think one thing I did, and Aruna, you brought it up too. One thing that I, I think is really important, particularly for folks, if they are interested in like we are always open to having other people that want to organize if you're someone that wants to to organize or you know wants to learn from all of us um you know and be part of amc you know this they did it digitally this year but they the um coordinators weekend i feel like is such an invaluable and such a great experience particularly if you are like a baby organizer and you've really never done anything before because you basically spend an entire weekend with other organizers. You learn about their tracks. They do a really good job trying to get us to, to work together and collaborate. And, you know, you really get to have um, conversations about the work that you're doing. Um, you know, at the same time, like there's still issues like there. I know that there's been some organizers that, you know, have had some pretty transphobic views and like, don't understand fat shit. And, you know, but I feel like it is slowly, those people are kind of going away and like, it is becoming a great space. I mean, I know like the femme for femme track happened, which was 
predominantly trans folks that were organizing it. Um, and yeah, I mean, you just really get to see like what goes into organizing something like this while having the joy of having a support team that is like dealing with like finding a room and finding a location for you. And so you don't have to deal with that. You just have to make sure that you, you know, are, are dealing with the schedule, um, which I, you know, again, I think as organizers, it is kind of, we got like kind of the best, best of both worlds. We get to do our own thing, it, but at the same time, we, we get this, we get support from a nonprofit organization like allied media, um, you know, as much as them, you know, letting us use their 501c3 for, you know, us collecting donations um, to, you know, they have a store that we could put merch up in if we wanted to, you know, they're, they're really good about supporting, um, you know, supporting coordinators. And I think that for me, as some with disability, it's so, so important that I don't get burnt out. All of us probably agree with that. And having someone doing all of the kind of you know, tedious organizing work, like finding a, a space to have it in is, is nice. Yeah. I'm excited of like where things are about to go. Um, especially cause I feel like now more than ever, but that's going to be true in the future all the time. Um, that there's so many new people coming into organizing, particularly like fat organizing. Um, how how is fat phobia all connected to us and how it's and how uh and how we can like get free yeah i'm excited to experience all the things that are coming up um and then hopefully see you all in person eventually one day if covid lets me <laughs> yes yeah i'm looking for a page linda do you have anything Sorry. I think the blessing in the pandemic is that it's allowed a lot of people to understand that the intersectional identities that we share are important to highlight. And I think now that more people have been at home, you know, and experience their bodies differently, I think us going digital is going to be a new chapter. And I think it's going to open up a whole new different experience for us and for others. And especially, you know, I know that Tyra, Amanda and I were talking before COVID happened about how to bring in a digital element. And I think, yeah, it's just been a blessing that we've essentially skyrocketed to that next goal that we had and that we are going to allow a lot of our different communities to experience abundant bodies with us. Yeah, I think it's so important. Um, Tyra, you said something about, you know, abundant bodies allows people to be present. Um, but I also think that abundant bodies allows people to see the future and see a future that is, you know, as as Bell Hooks would say, you know, one that is respectful and kind and caring and courageous and trying to find ways to change the situations that so many of us have come to because I you know I think it is very clear that fat folks come from a place of of a lot of trauma you know and being able to have that space where they can you know feel loved and cared for and to be able to see a future is you know that that isn't painful um is just such an important part of 
you know, why, why I love this work and also why, you know, I love doing it with all of you, uh, especially just give you some, like, some like heart, heart symbols back at you. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm also really excited about this summer. I mean, we, you know, we set up a big task. We may be making an app. I'm not 100% sure if that's going to go through, but we wanted to make an app for, um, people to find healthcare providers. Um, because, you know, there have been a couple other things, but we wanted to make an app that wasn't just about fatness, but also about being able to find a, you know, pro-black, um, you know, anti-racist medical provider, being able to, you know, put in reviews that, you know, that uh, allows for people to actually see if the doctor that they're going to is going to give them the care that they need. Um, Because, you know, healthcare really is the, for me and, you know, so many people, healthcare, lack of access to healthcare is something that everyone struggles with, but the fact that race and weight and so many other identities are, are deeply part of those barriers is, you know, disgusting. And yeah, we were talking about, uh, yeah. And for anyone that's listening, uh, <laughs> I forgot to plug in my computer and it died. So this is, you know, this is a shoestring operation and I stick by it. Um, <laughs> so- <laughs> but she will edit this podcast. It's on record now. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I will for this episode because Erna asked. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Linda, your face, you're just like. <sighs> um, I have this, to go soon too, because I got to put this okay. little one to sleep. But. Yeah. No, we were just talking about the future of uh, abundant bodies and like how, you know, we're, we're thinking in the future. And I, you know, brought up the idea of an app just because, you know, we constantly see people, you know, I see Marilyn Wand doing this quite a bit where someone will ask her like, you know, I need, I need a a knee surgery. Is there a, you know, fat friendly doctor that we can find? Um, And, you know, and so I think like we deserve an app for this. And I think more so than just fat folks, I mean, black people as well. I mean, obviously we know that fat phobia is rooted in racism. And so like, you know, being able to have more access to, um, to medical providers and also maybe doing some work to help medical providers stop being trash humans, uh, is always a good, a good plan as well. Tyra, do you want to quickly? No. Um, yeah. Uh, I feel like this is, it's also just like a very important like time in organizing, especially like while we're, we're already thinking how we can show up for each other, uh, whether mm-hmm. it be in virtual or in person. Um, and also I think it's also like just illuminated a lot of like issues like fat folks, people of color, disabled folks, trans folks um, are accessing healthcare because um, we're all going through a, a communal um, fight against a virus and it's kind of illuminated those, those social determinants as we call them um, in public health that like lead to these 
that lead to death, essentially. Um, yeah, I can't tell you how much like anxiety I saw in myself and fat folks around like COVID and like being more susceptible, susceptible to like um, deadly like death because of fatness. And I think it's it's just really like opened a lot of our eyes to well it doesn't have to be like this if if we yeah. had if we had been addressing these issues these root causes and expanding access um and just having compassion in healthcare then we wouldn't be where we are now aka like fat folks have told you trans folks have have said this uh disabled people have said this um and yeah again like it's gonna it's bringing more new people those baby organizers those uh folks who've become radicalized over these last two years um and it's 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 exciting it's because it, i think abundant bodies and ally media conference is just a great way to like get your foot wet um because it was my first organizing kind of space at home. Yes, and you, you have done so well. <laughs> we all have done well. Um, I also just want to say, because we're, we're talking about drama, I just want to mention that I really would love if we can do this app. Um, again, this is if we have the, the spoons and time to do this labor, because it is a lot, but Personally, I want to do it because the American Medical Association has started talking about weight stigma um, by talking to weight loss doctors about it, and I want to punch them in their face. So, um, you know, I would like us to have a grassroots, um, you know, organizing effort to, to really start challenging, you know, the institution of medicine to actually treat people and not just be a capitalist shit show. So... I think we're uh, at our time. Um, yes. Do any of you have time a... for many of us, including me? And it's also <laughs> sleepy time for yes. other folks. Do you have any last things that you want to say before we head out? If you're interested, sign up to like do a presentation. Um, go to our Abundant Bodies Facebook if you're on if you're on that platform. Um, and yeah, uh, or if you're, if you're interested in organizing or just for the session or just attending, you know, like we like new friends. We like, we like feeding people. We like people coming and eat with us. Um, you know, it, it's a beautiful space to be part of apply. And then thank you, Amanda, for having us here. It was yes. so amazing to finally not only talk with y'all, but also Runa, who I've kind of seen on the periphery. So it's, it was exciting to be here together. Yes, I'm very happy that you all agreed to do this. Um, for anyone uh, is listening, I am always really happy to have my abundant buddies uh, together in one room. And hopefully we'll be in person once this pandemic decides to, to go away. Um, oh, Aruna, yes. I just want to say thank you to all of you for all of your work. Um, all three of you have done. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for making Abundant Bodies continue and happen and continue to be abundant in all kinds of ways. 
and also just like all the like deep like compassion and um care that you put into this work is seen and valued and I, I'm really grateful um even if I can't physically be there um I'm really grateful that it exists and that it's happening and yeah thank you so much for all of your labor all of your work um it yes is, it is very much appreciated so thank you thank you before Aruna. we go I'm gonna snapshot all of us together in a digital space I'm gonna count us down one <laughs> two three thanks y'all yep thank you all so very very much um also you can support abundant bodies we always have a fundraiser and we will be getting one together um all that money i'm guessing this year most of it will be going to paying all of our presenters which we do every year um and we think that it's really important that people get paid for their labor um but otherwise i will see you next month and i have a podcast episode to edit because i've been shamed into it so <laughs> see you next time bye y'all also next month we are going to be reading the book fearing the black body the racial origins of fat phobia by sabrina strings and i am going to be joined by raria tariq otherwise known as Mammy is Dead on Instagram. I'm really excited to talk to them um, about their podcast uh, that they co-host called My Black Body. Um, it's really great. As always, if you have a comment, question, or you want to troll me, you can email me at um, fattheorybookclub at gmail.com. If you would like to join us next time uh, during our live recording, you can do that by going to tinyurl.com slash fatbookclub. Um, I have moved our recording to Zoom because it has a more reliable transcript and I want to make sure that this is accessible. Um, and that will be happening on May 13th. Talk to you all then. Bye-bye.